Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of First in Foxborough. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing, listening, streaming on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. We are winding down the clock right now towards Patriots versus Cardinals. Really a must win for the Patriots. If you lose this one, I don't think you're making the playoffs. Your season is basically done. I know that sounds alarmist, but that's how I feel. And a lot of other people feel that way as well. And to break down this game, I've got somebody from behind enemy lines here. Tyler Vasquez, what is going on? Why don't you tell the people, first of all, where you're from? What show you're with on Odyssey? Yeah, it's called Kickoff in the Valley. We're the Arizona Cardinal podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on with you today uh, and, and talk a little Cardinals Patriots. Um, similar to you guys, you know, dropping two to three episodes a week and having fun talking football. Absolutely, man. And so with with this upcoming game, right, there are a lot of people out here that that have some trepidation, more so than you would think about going to play a team that's four and eight. We'll get to that. But real quick, I want a Cliff Notes version from you, Tyler. I was going to say, anyone scared of the Cardinals? That's uh, that's good to hear from our Ed. You, you, you'd be surprised. We're going we're gonna to get to that. But give us a Cliff Notes version. Why are the Cardinals four and eight right now? Well, the Cliff Note is the Cliff. And and that's why we're four and eight. Cliff Kingsbury, Love the it. head coach, um, I when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, this is season four for Cliff, Kyler, and uh, kind of the trifecta. Uh, Steve Kime, he's obviously been in the GM longer than that, but this kind of group of three, they they trusted the GM, they trusted the head coach, and now they trusted Kyler as the, the number one overall pick a few years ago. And um, it's, it's regressed. I, I mean, you know, season after season, what is kind of, I mean, before the season, Steve Kime, the GM, and Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, they got contract extensions. Sounded a lot like uh, Tennessee, who just let go of their GM. And, and you know, the, between Vrabel and their GM, uh, they had gotten extensions in the offseason, and now they've just moved on from, from the GM. You look at the Arizona Cardinals, and now we're questioning, should they do that as well? Should we get rid of GM? Should we get rid of head coach? Because the first three years, there was progression. The team got better year after year after year. And now in year four, with the most talent on the team that they've had in four years, uh, this team can't beat anyone that's worth a damn. I mean, the, the teams they've beaten, you look at the record. I, I want to say I saw a stat the other day. We have like, out of our wins, it's the third, like, from the bottom of yeah. uh, qu a quality opponent that we've, that we've compiled wins. I mean, we beat Carolina, we beat the Raiders. I, I mean, it just, we haven't beat anyone worth note. Uh, and, and what scares me about, as I know, we'll go into Monday's game, but scares me about this game coming up is that the Patriots play everybody tough. And, and uh, that's a, Bel a Bill Belichick team. And um, that's what you expect. And the Cardinals, <laughs> they're, they're only beating teams that are pushovers. So um it's it'll be an interesting game for sure well on the other side of that i think you'll hear a lot of people around here say that the patriots yeah i mean they, they generally play everyone tough but they are only beating scrubs too or at least teams with with bad quarterback play yeah. before we get into that though like i i i have a friend who's a big arizona cardinals fan and like i feel like every time we get together like we we end up lamenting about this when we talk about the cardinals what was the rationale behind I get Kyler Murray okay because that's a you know a, you know former number one pick he's a good quarterback 
I mean, not necessarily looking like it this year, but the, the going rate for a good quarterback is a lot of money. Okay. I get that part, but why cliff? I don't understand that. Why give cliff the extension based on the track record that they've had? I, I think it was just the, the security and, and, and letting them know that like, Hey, we're going to see this through. And uh, I, I, Michael Bidwell is super loyal. That's the owner, the owner of the team. And I, I mean, when you look at Steve Kimes resume and I like Steve Kime, our GM, he's been here for 10 years and he, for what? I mean, we haven't had much success in the 10 years. Now, granted, we've been in a tough division and you can make all the excuses you want, but if you ain't trying to win at all, then what are we doing? So uh, when you talk about why Cliff, I think it's, you know, when Cliff came in, Cliff and Kyler was kind of a package deal. Um, yeah. You know, prior to Cliff being hired, there was video that he said if if he had the decision, he would take Kyler with the number one pick. And then what happened? He ended up getting hired by the Cardinals. He had that call. And I think their vision is this is some great marriage. And if you've watched throughout the season or if you've watched maybe throughout Hard Knocks, now I'm calling this Hard Knocks light on HBO because uh, Hard Knocks in the past, I felt has really shown you behind the scenes. I think we're getting a very PG version. And I don't know, a lot of us here feel like the team is kind of policing what Hard Knocks puts on on TV. Um, now I'm sure the team would deny that, but for example, Eno Benjamin, for those that play fantasy football, he was a darling of a pickup across the NFL for about two to three weeks when, when James Conner was hurt. And, uh, all of a sudden he gets randomly cut, um, you know, released from the team and that's not covered on hard knocks. So it's really strange. Cause, cause there was a producer on another podcast, um, and and he said we're going to see why that happened and the footage is is shocking and uh we didn't get to see it all of a sudden there was like there is no footage exactly so when we look at the Arizona Cardinals and and you see what's happening it's very weird because you're not it goes back to that loyalty part and it goes back to i think these guys are in it together the owner the 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 gm and the head coach which is good you want that solidarity but ultimately it's not working and and i think everybody here if you did a poll of everyone in Arizona, about 95% is going to say, blow this all up and start over. You know, it's interesting um, to the on-field part, and this probably has a good deal to do with what's going on. I know injuries, um, you know, and absences of, you know, DeAndre Parker were, or DeAndre Hopkins, I should say, because we got, we got a, you know, Devonte Parker on my team. That's why I spliced Yeah, him. there you go. But uh, so, so, I mean, missing DeAndre Hopkins is, is a big deal. And, and then, you know, Hollywood Brown, he's just got activated um, because he, he just got traded over from the Ravens. And then he gets hurt, you know, that, that whole thing, right? So I get that. But another big thing that I find fascinating is that Kyler Murray, who's got a good arm, he's a very good athlete, got a good arm, always has. He has like a lower like air yards per completion than like Bailey Zappi like mm-hmm. 6.3 yards or whatever like air yards per attempt it's like that's crazy to me and then the pressure numbers i just looked at at pro football focus he's got to have one of the biggest discrepancies between a guy who plays in when he plays in a clean pocket versus when he's pressured because he looks god awful when he is pressured what is going on with kyler murray the 200 plus million dollar man it, it 
to me, when I when I look at Kyler Murray last year through, I want to say it was seven or eight games, whatever. I can't remember which week that Packers game was on. On I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was Thursday night football where AJ Green doesn't turn around and and you know they should have won that game on the last drive. Um, and, and yeah, didn't complete the pass in the end zone. That game has haunted Kyler Murray uh, to this day. I, okay. I he's not been the same since. Um, he did get hurt in that game and, and was out for, I want to say it was a three game stretch where Colt McCoy came in and played pretty well. Um, Kyler has gotten hurt and it's, you know, it always comes up anytime I do a podcast, I'm going to say, do you think the, uh, the, the release of, uh, what's the video game that I'm missing? Call of Duty. Call of the Duty Call of, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. The Call of Duty release being in October, Kyler Murray stats drop. Okay. Well, here's the reality. By the time that release happens, it's around week eight, week nine, and Kyler every year has been banged up or hurt or missing games at that point. Now, you can make the joke and say he purposely gets hurt to go play the video game, but the the reality is he's been hurt. and He's not the same guy when he is hurt. And so when you look at this team, what they've tried to do this year is not as many designed runs, not trying to keep Kyler upright, not trying to let him take hits. Now it's kind of hard when your offensive line is is on its I think it's eighth different uh, 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 mixture that we've had as a starting right. offensive line. I mean, four of our starters have been out for weeks. Um, we're hoping to get one or two of them back next week, uh, so the the Patriots will still see a real banged up uh, offensive line. With I, I, what's funny is it's not just backups; it's backups, backups. Because now one of the guys that filled in last week. Um, I don't even know his name. I've lost. I've. I, I can't. He's been on the team for a week, <laughs> and uh, and it's something funny too. I'd have to look it up. But uh, he he's out now. Like he's got a strained pectoral, and and now he's not going to play Monday. So now you're going on like the fourth person at that slot, man. And it's just like you're not going to win that way. Like you're just not. Like these guys shouldn't be in the NFL, and um, th- that's what's happening. So it is a combo of the both of of Kyler Murray isn't the same guy because he's not throwing down the field. He isn't the same guy because he isn't running the ball as much, and that's what makes him truly special. Uh, but, you know, we've seen quarterbacks like this, and, and I'm scared to think that this is going to be another RG3 or something like that where they're, they're MVP candidates and look amazing one year, and then their career's never the same because of injury. And, and it scares me that that's the trajectory we're going with Kyler Murray. I'm still holding out hope that that's not the case, but everything points to – he's just not the same guy that he was the last couple of years. And you're hoping this is just a down year and you're hoping a new coach can come in. And again, nobody's been fired yet, but that's what everybody's asking for. Let's get rid of Cliff Kingsbury, Sean Payton sitting out there and he's been alluding to a lot of things that uh, seem like he would be interested in this job. And so if Sean Payton can't work with a smaller quarterback, then I don't know who can. Um, So you know, and putting, putting Kyler in the best position. So I, I think as a fan base, that's what we're all looking forward to. I mean, we're already looking to next year right. is can the, can will the Cardinals rip up some contracts and will they bring in the right guy and like a Sean Payton, who we think is the right guy and, and hopefully turn Kyler from this downward trajectory to, to back on the up upswing. Got to, like I said, last year before that, that green Bay game, Kyler was like the front runner for the MVP. Uh, through almost half the season. He's really good. And so, like, he's not been the same since then. I mean, it's just been really bad football games from him. Uh, You know, you look at that playoff game against the Rams last year where they just got blown out and Kyler – 
threw some weird interceptions and just it was just ugly. Like that's the guy you we've been getting all season. We haven't been getting the Kyler of old, and so that's what suits well for for the Patriots on Monday. Now the question is right because when the Patriots came into play or when they were playing the Chicago Bears in Week Seven on on you know Monday Night Football and everybody was kind of thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be easy. You know they'll just come in here, we'll blow them out, no big problem, no no big deal. And then they get run all over by the Bears running backs and by Justin Fields, who it looks like they looked at the Ravens tape from earlier in the year when Lamar Jackson and that Ravens backfield did it to them back then. And so my thought is with Kyler Murray, because I, I, I looked this up, right? So the, the running backs who are typically in, in the, that have been in the top five of rushing yards over the past two years, the you know Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray types, they they are they struggle really badly against those kinds of players. Do you think there's a chance that you might see a little bit more of old Kyler game plan against the Patriots just because the Patriots have had so many problems stopping it lately? It's weird. Um, Cliff and Kyle, and I don't we don't know this is the million dollar question that like fans want to know. We want to understand who is pulling the strings when it comes to what Kyler does and does not do. Is it ownership? Is it the GM? Is it the head coach? Is it Kyler himself? Because Kyler doesn't play much under center. He right. will never do a QB sneak. You know, the, uh, you said the Kelsey brothers podcast where they talk about the 99% success rate on a, on a fourth and one is a QB sneak. You see it all the time with Jalen hurts. Kyler's yet to do one of those. We do some weird, like, uh, slant, you know, we do screen passes and weird stuff on fourth and one that often never works. Yeah. So when, when we look at this, uh, and when you ask the question, will Kyler do these design runs that you saw with the fields or with Lamar Jackson, when I watch Lamar Jackson or fields run, it, you know, there's a lot of plays that are being called where they're doing like almost like sweep runs to the outside right. where they have a lead blocker of a, of a running back. Right. I've never seen them run that with Kyler. Kyler's runs are these weird, just draws up the middle. Right. And uh, if you're trying to keep your quarterback healthy, putting him right in the line of fire, I, I don't know if that's like the way to do it. Um, you're but, really drafting uh, up a compelling letter for firing Cliff Kingsbury right now. I, like, listen, I, I mean, and I'm not one of those guys that stands on the hill and just says fire, fire, fire. But like, I just don't, I don't understand it at this point. Like I, I like when, and that's what scares me for Monday. Bill Belichick watching tape on the Arizona Cardinals. If fans can figure out what Cliff Kingsbury is going to call in almost every situation, <laughs> the smartest mind in football of all time is going to rip Cliff Kingsbury and this Arizona Cardinals game plan to shreds. I mean, it's just going to be bad. I, I mean, I don't know what it, like if I'm putting money, I'm putting money on, on the Pats. I just am. The Cardinals are bad at home. And uh, I would take uh, your coach's mind versus our coach's mind. It's just not good. Well, in terms of head coaches now on the other yeah. side, on the other side of the ball, you're going to be having, um, obviously the Cardinals red zone defense is really bad. I mean, they're giving up like 69% touchdowns when they get inside the twenties, but the Patriots red zone offense is also the worst in football. So something's got to give. And I'll tell you what, man, people around here are fed 
up with Matt Patricia. Like we can talk about Bill Belichick, greatest yeah. football mind ever, but they're like, oh yeah, well, well, guess what? Your defensive coordinator gets to go up against Matt Patricia. Let's see how that goes. And when you look at this, the, the, the Cardinals defense, right? I mean, they're, they're, they don't give up that many passing yards per game. It's only like 208 or something like that. It's really not that bad, but they give up a lot of passing touchdowns because of all the conversions in the red zone. So when you look at, you know, bad red zone defense versus terrible red zone offense, where does the edge go in this one? And are you scared at all of Mac Jones, Matt Patricia and this Patriots offense? Not necessarily. I, I wouldn't say I'm scared of their offense. I, I just know that defensively you're going to limit us on, on our scoring. So as long as the offense has any success for the Patriots, which shouldn't be that hard, the Cardinals have been pretty bad about giving up uh, points on like the opening drive. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're, they've been pretty good about yeah. settling down after the opening drive, but when you're starting down seven or down three, or, you know, we've had some games where we start down 14, it's really hard for us to come back from that. So as long as you get off to that quick start that almost every team in the league has against us, um, you should be okay. Now, like I said, when I look at the talent on your guys' team offensively, I mean, there ain't a lot that like, you know, to, to scream that about. You, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I like Jacoby Myers. I, I, you know, there's certain guys on the team that sure. I, I, I mean, but, Mac Jones has looked good at times, but it, it's nothing to be like, you know, we've played, I mean, Patrick Mahomes came in here and just slaughtered us week one. So we've played a uh, much stiffer competition when it comes to offenses. But uh, with that being said, our offense can't do anything. So, and it's crazy because you do have, you talked about it earlier. We didn't have DeAndre Hopkins for six games due to a suspension. Uh, Hollywood Brown was a top receiver in the NFL during that time. And then on the last game before Hop comes back in the final minutes, uh, he hurts his ankle. Uh, a guy rolls him up, you know, down the field on on a big catch, and and um, now he was gone for four games. He came back, or he might have been five, uh, but he ended up coming back and and has looked. There's definitely a rapport with Kyler and Hollywood. You know, they're best friends. You can tell that. Yeah. Um, you know, they're always by each other, even when Kyler was out. Uh, a couple weeks ago in Hollywood's out, they were standing next to each other the entire game in, in Mexico City. Like, it, it's one of those things where offensively we have all the pieces and weapons to be deadly. James Conner's back, and and when given the ball, looks good. He doesn't look great. You know, Benjamin honestly looked better, so it was really shocking again yeah. when they got rid of him. You know, you know what the offensive lineman was? The name just came to me. His last name is Coward, and I'm like, oh uh, that's God. perfect. Is it Rashad for, uh, Coward? Yeah, yeah. So oh, that, that was my God, Chicago Bears legend, Chicago, uh, Rashad Coward. So I'm originally a Chicago guy, you know, so I'm from the yeah. Chicago land area. So he, he came up with the Bears. He got some opportunities to, to play and start some games. And he was quite literally one of the worst offensive line. I was just going to say, like he was Basora, right? He's got to be terrible. I, if I mean, not, if not the worst offensive lineman in football and now yeah. he is playing snaps for. Well, no, he's not. Department. So here's the key. He has a strained pectoral, so he's not going to oh play Monday. God. So now they're going to have to elevate somebody else. So if like he's not even playing. That's what we're looking at Monday for the Cardinals offensive line. So That's, when we talk about Kyler wow. Murray having time to actually throw the ball and things like that, he's got a, a, a you know, a third string center in there and Billy Price. He's got, uh, it's just bad, man. I, I mean, he's missing everybody, but their right tackle and that's it. So we're hoping, 
at some point we'll see the return of Rodney Hudson and, and a couple other guys, Will Hernandez, like we're just missing a lot of key players. Uh, and forgive me for getting the name of, of a guy that wasn't even 53 on our roster in week one. I mean, <laughs> that, no. that that's literally where we're at as an Arizona Cardinal. We're, when you look at, um, I want to say Fox Sports does a really good Instagram report every week of like injuries and what team's the most injured. We're either 31 or 32 every single week. And yeah. so I hate to build the excuses in for, for our GM and head coach, but there's something to say to that. I mean, I don't think any GM can survive being the most injured team in the NFL. It's just, it's just, it's tough. I mean, you look at, look at the Ravens last year. I mean, they, yeah. they were the most injured team and, and they didn't do anything. And and now they're in a position again where Lamar Jackson's hurt and we'll see how they can survive with, you know, without having Lamar. So it, it's it, injuries are part of the game and you got to try to overcome them, but the Cardinals have just been pillaged all year. Yeah, and you know what? Trust me, I do not blame you for forgetting the name of Rashad Coward. I mean, if, if, I, if I were you, I would have willfully forgot that name. Uh, well, um, the last name being Coward was what what should have stuck to me. Uh, that that yeah. was the uh, that was the piece there. I was I was watching the game earlier, and and I I think it really slipped my mind. It went through one year out the other. I was like, Coward is that Rashad Coward? And then I just completely forgot about it. I can't I can't believe that that slipped my yeah. mind as well. So hey, yeah. you're not the only one there. But okay. Prediction time. What do you think happens on Monday night? Oh, uh, the Patriots win. And, oh, I mean, I, and I hate to do this. I, you know, we when we have guests on our show, I've yet to have a guest not side with their team. You know what I mean? And, and there's times where maybe they they shouldn't, right? Uh, like I had a Carolina Panthers guy, and the Panthers just aren't very good. I mean, the Cardinals aren't good, but we have more talent on our team than they do. So just yeah. from talent wise, you think that you should you should be able to beat them. So. But even then, the Carolina guy sticks up for his guys. And, and I would love to do that as a born, you know, diehard Cardinal fan since, you know, the, coming out the womb. But it's just being realistic. Like, if I'm putting money down, it ain't on the Cardinals I, until they show me something. And at this point, we don't want them to win. Let's get right. the higher draft pick. Right exactly. now they're slotted for the eighth exactly. overall pick. And um, the Cardinals have done a good job at keeping most of their picks. So, at this point, if you're going to clear house at the end of the season, let's take this L on Monday and and bring in, like I said, a Sean Payton and maybe a new GM and go from there. So I, yeah. I don't have a number for you. I could throw a random ass number like 21. To, <laughs> you guys don't score a ton either. So it's like uh, even 21 is like crazy to me. Like, maybe we take, we're taking the under then. We're yeah. The under yeah. I would, uh, yeah. I'm thinking this is like a 17 to 14 or 17 10 i don't think it's going to be like a blowout by any means and the cardinals should be able to get some points yeah so you know everything to me says this is a game the cardinals should win i mean it just is but when you get through this many weeks in the season you are who you are yeah. and so like it'd be you know what's the definition of insanity it's it's do you know doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results that's yeah. all we've done all season so it's like my heart says and my brain says the Cardinals are the better team, but they're not the better coach team. So yeah. at the end of the day, like, and, and to me, that's been the downfall of a lot of our, of, of the, the year. So with that narrative in mind, it, it leads me to believe the Pats are going to win Monday and the Cardinals just haven't been good at home. You know, it's interesting because the Patriots are definitely bad enough to lose to the Cardinals. That is a thousand percent true. They are bad enough yeah. to lose to the Cardinals, but they're probably just baseline average enough to pull this game out. The thing I keep thinking about, right, is I, I, I do worry that 
if the Cardinals get wise and suddenly start running Kyler Murray on some of those plays that Fields and Lamar had success with, that he can absolutely take advantage of, of some of that. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen with the Bears happen. either. <laughs> I, I didn't I, exactly. I didn't think so either. Well, but, but look then, at look at Fields the last like four or five weeks. I they mean, he's figured, just been nuclear. Yeah, yeah. They found the key to success, and and that's all they're doing now. To me, it's not sustainable for Fields either. I mean, I get we don't need to be talking about the Bears, but the reality is, is I think this is another one of those. They found something that worked with Fields, but at some point, that's going to get shut down, and you know, then they're going to rely. It won't on matter as much when they have an actual team because I yeah, think that's, that's the thing. true. It's like you're you're out there playing with bums. See the things, Kyler. Yes. Kyler's not playing with bums. Like yep. he's got, he's got Hopkins, he's got Hollywood. And so that's and he had Zach Ertz thing. before that till he got hurt. I mean, he's had yeah. a ton of weapons, ton yeah, and, of weapons. And, and Robbie Anderson is there too. Now I just noticed that not that he's doing a whole lot, but, but that's another name. It's a, it's an actual NFL receiver that exists on your roster. And, and I keep thinking to myself, I mean, we just saw the bills game. The Patriots couldn't cover any of those receivers. Rob, and Rob, so, Robbie Anderson, just so you know, has two catches in the five weeks that he's been here. One for negative like four yards. And then his most recent one was like a 20-yard catch, which is like, oh, phenomenal. Hey, Robbie, there you are. But and then he doesn't uh, think, do anything else. I think he has the equivalent of drops as he does catches. Excellent. He has two drops and two catches over the five weeks. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been as, as impactful as A.J. Green has uh, since that Green well Bay done. no turnaround. And, and that's another guy that we have that we don't mention. A.J. Green, you know, would think is going to be a Hall of Famer. He had such a great career in Cincy. And uh, – the rapport with him and Kyler ever since that green Bay game last year, hasn't been the same. And um, he was really the safety valve for Kyler Murray. And, and he's another weapon that you'll have out there on Monday, but just doesn't do anything anymore. So when you look yeah, at the talent across the board, offensively on that one, good. you have AJ Green, you have Robbie Anderson, which I get it twilight of AJ Green's career, but then you have DeAndre Hopkins and you have Hollywood Brown and you have James Connor, like James Connor led the league in touchdowns last year. Like, what uh, for, for most of the season. So, but if you I can't know. protect him, does it work? And yeah. I guess like that, that's my thing is that, you know, in theory, I, watching that bills game, watching the, watching the, the Vikings game from a couple of Thursdays ago, like the Patriots could not cover those guys. And I feel like they're going to have a hard time covering these Cardinals receivers too. The question is going to be, can they keep Kyler long alive long enough to connect with those guys down the field. It's interesting you were talking about the, the injuries along the offensive line. The Patriots' pass rush has been a little uh, kind of suspect the last couple of weeks, so maybe this could be a get-right game for them. If it's not, this could get really problematic, I feel like. So I think for myself, I would expect the Patriots to win, but this is not a gimme, not to me. Well, the, the only thing that that – I, you know, this is the last thing that I have is the only the only thing that can work in the Cardinals' favor is they have a lot of guys that need to earn new contracts right now. So from that notion, I don't think you're going to see guys just like roll over at Bailing this point with it, five yeah. games to go over or with five games to uh, to go. Uh, we have a lot of young guys, and it's all young guys that are trying to play for contracts. So right. you know, with that being said, I, I would think you're still going to see a lot of fight out of the Arizona Cardinals but I'm sure our coaching will find a way to uh, put us in not the best positions. Love it. Love it. Tyler, tell the people where they can find your work. 
Uh, kickoffinthevalley.com. It takes you to our little landing page, and then you can pick wherever you like to uh, get podcasts. Uh, and then uh, I actually, my my gig is I run a Arizona Cardinal fan travel group. So we were actually going to come to you a couple seasons ago, the COVID year, uh, 2020, and then that game didn't have fans. So uh, we, what we do is we actually, uh, we, we create road trips for fans. We do parties and events and uh, we were just in Mexico. We took like 150 fans and, and did a huge tailgate across the street from the stadium and a bunch of events. So um, it's a fun thing that we do. I think the Pats have a fun group like that too. I've, I've not necessarily came across them, but uh, uh, it's always fun to travel out to Arizona. I'm sure there will be a, a decent amount of fans that come from uh, from Boston out to the game on Monday. Uh, it's a good Boston weekend for you guys, actually. The Suns uh, just got destroyed by the Celtics last night here in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think uh, the Bruins play the Coyotes. And then Monday, it caps off with Patriots Cardinals on Monday Night Football. So I'm sure there's a lot of fans here in town from Boston trying to avoid the cold weather there and and get our what we deem is cold here uh, in Phoenix. Yeah, and then they're going to be staying out there for an additional week because they're going to be playing the Las Vegas Raiders right after that. Anyway, this has been First in Foxborough. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us. We are going to keep on breaking down this game, setting it up for Monday Night Football. Till next time, y'all.